Join us, Ariana and Liana, as we navigate the human experience. The good, the bad, and the ridiculous. Share the adventures of life with us, friendship, laughter, and love. So buckle up, enjoy the ride, and and don't don't forget forget to subscribe. Here at Car Chats, we acknowledge the traditional owners and custodians of the land on which we record this podcast today, the Boon Wurrung people of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Before listening to this episode, just a trigger warning that it does contain discussions of disordered eating and it may be triggering for some listeners. So if you or someone you know is struggling with an eating disorder or disordered eating, please consider whether it's best for you to continue listening and feel free to listen to one of our other episodes instead. And if you need any support in this area, please head over to the links in our show notes. Hello, Car Chats fam. Today we have a special guest, Miss Cassie from Eat With Cass. Hey, how are we all? So excited to have you on. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here in the little podcast studio at my house with our mics. We've had a bit of a headphone issue today, but you know, we're still recording. Yep, the ears are naked. There's no headphones on the Oh, as you guys know, I'm a dietitian. Cassie is also a dietitian. We studied together at uni. We did our Master of Dietetics at Deakin together. So we have we shared study pals. <laughs> so much shared trauma. But we made it through and that's its resilience. Yeah. Yep. Dedication, commitment. Yeah. We got through. If you can get through clinical placement with like with your friends by your side, like mm. they're lifelong friends. Yeah. It doesn't matter what like health field you're in. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Mm. So So, I guess today we just wanted to share a little bit about us, our journeys as like dietitians so far and what brought us to study in nutrition. So yeah, do you want to tell us a little bit about maybe why you went down the dietetic pathway? Absolutely. It It feels weird when you're with your friends and you kind of know the answer. You're sharing it on a podcast. I was literally going to preface and say you've heard this story probably a million times now. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I got quite sick in year 12 and I ended up um, being diagnosed with juvenile rheumatoid arthritis, which is inflammation of the joints. And I had it everywhere. So I went down a few rabbit holes. One of them was a naturopath. Yeah. And um, no shade. But I think that sort of ignited my passion for food and the fact that you've got an opportunity to influence your health at least three times a day. Mm-hmm. Probably got a little bit obsessed with it at that point. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit of maybe disordered eating going on or restriction. Yeah. Just like I think like when I saw the naturopath, he was like, you know, a side benefit of this paleo diet we're going to put you on is – you know, weight loss, like you're going to... Oh, a paleo diet and you're what, year 12? Yeah. Tragic. No one should be in a diet, let alone kids. Yeah. So it was so bad. I feel like I was eating, like, I was like binging on like dried fruit because that was the only thing I could eat. Mm. And it was really awful. I did not enjoy And I turned out being vego after that because I just... Wow. What? So you saw a naturopath. Who else did you see? 
Um, I was seeing a rheumatologist as well. So they're okay. like a um, doctor that specializes in joint health. Yeah. Yep. And also like my GP and everyone else. So we're all just trying to get to the Wow. Moment. And they all kind of encouraged food changes, like no, dietary no. changes? No. Oh, okay. Just the naturopath. Right. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So then I think that obviously like going through that stage of my life as well, you start to get a little bit like conscious of what you look like yeah. during that time and just wanting to look a certain way and maybe use food in that way. Mm. And then we've come full circle because yes. now it's a, a lot more intuitive and we've, we've found, found food freedom. freedom. <laughs> we've really, we'll sell you the dream. We really have. <laughs> no, we have. Yeah. It's really great to have that experience and I'm sure you can relate because yeah. then, you know, you come out of it and you realize how great life is when you're not hyper fixated on mm. something. There's so much more space in your mind yeah. for things other than what's my next meal going to be? What did I eat yesterday? Yeah. What have I already eaten today? And the yeah, like obsession or even exercise. And yeah. yeah. And when you yeah. realize that that isn't normal yeah. to think about food 24 seven. And I think from my like perspective, I like for the longest time had all these hangups on food because I thought they were going to cause my joint pain. Right. So it was like this double edged sword and it's similar for like IBS sufferers. I relate to that so much yeah. fear. Once you remove that anxiety and that fear from the food, it is literally just food. It's just nutrients. Yeah. And it's not life or death. It's not going to do you any harm. Yeah. And everything in our food system is approved. Like, yeah. even people go on all these tangents about seed oils and emulsifiers. Mm. And it's like, it wouldn't be in our food system if it wasn't approved by these rigorous standards yeah the only time you should be avoiding a food is if you're actually allergic yes <laughs> like there's a legitimate reason like an autoimmune thing and it's impacting your body yeah like we're about to even intolerances and things i feel are still very iffy yeah and there's a lot of issues with like the sensitivity testing and oh, oh no <laughs> here we go <laughs> Did you watch a certain influencer's latest video about her baby's intolerance? Yes. Oh, my God. Miss, Miss Sarah's Day, we're going to call yeah, Sarah It's just being called out. It's fine. Everyone knows. Yeah. So I, problematic, guys. Yeah, especially a two-year-old, I think, yeah. a, one, a one- or two-year-old yeah. being placed by, I think it's was by a naturopath, yeah. um, on a limiting diet, restricting entire food groups. Yeah. Please don't. Please don't do food intolerance. And just never engage in like, or like never go like full blast with what one person tells you. Like you need to engage, get like a range of opinions if you're going to cut out whole food groups. That's like massive. Yeah. Yeah. It's bad. Especially impacts your life every day. Yeah. And as a kid, like obviously like nutrition, like nutritionally, like are you able to even get the other like vitamins and minerals your body needs? Yeah. It's just restrictive too, I yeah. think. Like, and a bad mindset for a young baby, basically. Yeah. Especially if you have a kid, you want your life to be easy mm. and not have to go to the supermarket and shop around for all these yeah. alternatives to avocados. Like, come yeah. on. But I'm yeah. pretty sure you might be able to clear this up. I think those food sensitivity tests, they're blood tests that you can take, for those of you who don't know. I'm pretty sure it, it literally just measures the antibodies in your blood. Yeah, it does. So it just tells you you're intolerant to all the foods yes. that you regularly eat. Yeah. So that's why people are like shocked. They're like, I eat oats There's all so the time. There's so many foods. Yeah, yeah, now I'm intolerant. And it's like, that's because the antibodies to that, which are perfectly fine, yeah. are in your blood. Yeah. yeah. 
Grasm of Gears. That's all it is. It's not even... I don't even think it should be around anymore. Yeah. It's more... It does more harm than good. Yeah. Anyway, where was I at with that? Um, We're very tangential. What were you talking about? Your people. We go down rabbit holes. Never used that 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 word before. Yeah, we're all about the tangents. But yeah, anyway, I think the synopsis is I really dislike when people get taken for a ride by their health practitioners. Mm. I do think there is a place for naturopaths if you if you believe it, and if that's fine. Yeah, everyone is entitled to their own healthcare. Also, placebo is a massive thing that works, so Mm -hmm. I'm not going to shame that. But yeah, I think for me personally, it put me on this other road and it led me it's to because it was place. unnecessary restriction. Yeah. And I think really, really damaging for an older white man to tell a younger female that like mm. a side of a great side effect of this diet is that she's going to lose weight when I wasn't in a larger body. Mm. And even if I was, that's still not OK. It's just yeah. the whole concept of it gives and me. And also, the that's not why I'm here. Yeah, I'm not. I, I, I didn't. Just, weight I, loss wasn't <laughs> even on my mind until you brought it up, and now you've planted that seed in my head. Yeah. That's now going to impact yeah. me for so long. Yeah, and it and it was almost like, oh, so do I need to lose weight? Like that's how. Oh, I felt. that's just heartbreaking. And I'm like, I'm literally riddled with joint pain. Like I could not. Like you know, when you roll over in bed, it would take me like half an hour to think about how much pain it would take oh. to like roll over. Like I'm sure if anyone has arthritis, they know. And then I go and see this this health professional, air quotes, and this is the sort of advice I'm getting. It's just not, mm. it's not cool. So yeah, how about you, Ariana? So I feel like I've got a bit of a long, interesting story, but I'll try and keep it succinct if possible. <laughs> so I've had, as you mentioned with like IBS, I have had gut issues just like kind of irregular bowel movements and then like bloating and reflux and just like a ton of things but I think that they all sort of were they were like exacerbated and got a lot worse with like restrictive eating Mm. in my teens yeah so I legitimately did get like food poisoning and stuff when we went on a family holiday when I was about I think 16 and that was like horrible Mm. lasted ages I didn't really get the right antibiotics for it because we were traveling and I think that I got something that obviously stuck with me. My gut just didn't feel right for quite some time. And then because of that, I started to fear things and I didn't want to eat certain foods because then I would get like diarrhea or something, which wasn't comfortable. Mm. Um, And then, yeah, also on that trip, I did eat tons of great Greek food. Yeah. Gained a bit of weight, which, you know, totally normal. I was enjoying myself on a holiday, but I think that stuck with me. And when I came home from that holiday, I was very fixated on jump getting back to what I was before yeah um and then I had like my formal in like year 11 formal start of the year and I wanted to like you know look my best for that and yeah basically you know when you're back from traveling you tend to just eat your normal day-to-day foods and Mm, bounce back to what you were probably before which did happen but then I continued to just kind of lose weight and restrict and yeah my IBS and all that just continued to get worse and health professionals also weren't very helpful Mm -hmm. I even saw a dietitian at one point who yeah basically just didn't put you on low FODMAP no she she tried to like actually like weigh me and put me on the scales and stuff even when I was like I don't really want to do that and also I was already aware of my weight at that point because I was obsessed yeah yeah Yeah, she tried to put me on um like low FODMAP and just try to work out my IBS. But the IBS was 
cause from the restrictive it was like i'd say a good 80 percent of it was literally just my gut wasn't used to gluten and those foods because i wasn't eating them yeah and then when i would eat them when i went out or something i'd be so sick yeah and i was legitimately unwell like really bad reflux and stuff but i think it's probably partly because like my stomach shrunk because i wasn't eating enough yeah and over exercise and just yeah fixations with like having to do a certain workout or move a certain Mm. way yeah and i think the sorts of people that study dietetics do have that like perfectionist yeah like Mm. fixation sort of behavior yeah the mindset yeah Yeah. i mean we're probably a little bit more like woo, but (laughs) like a bit more relaxed now i think we do definitely have elements of that still yeah and when you apply that to your eating it can be really really dangerous so damaging and even like having come out of it now like there are still times i feel like when you've been through a rough period with food that it can bounce back into your head and you can mm. still have thoughts sometimes. But I think it's just about learning those strategies Yeah. to, you know, not let like any action take place, just being able to like park the thought yeah. and, you know, find something else to do. Yeah. And it's often like the disordered eating and the IBS symptoms that happen at the mm-hmm. same time because your gut is literally a muscle. Like yeah. if you're not if exercising you're not feeding, it yeah. and feeding yourself, then it, it, yeah. it will... Yeah, and in saying that, like, my reflux and things still aren't 100%, but I wouldn't say that I have the IBS symptoms, which are – IBS is not – is more to do with, like, bloating and Mm. bowel movements and things. I feel like I'm totally fine with that, which is interesting. So it was more sort of the reflux that was never actually targeted. Yeah. It was always like, oh, yeah, maybe you've got IBS, but it was just, like, up in the air, and it was like, oh, no, I'm just not eating. Yeah. then when I eat, I feel sick. And that's amazing that wasn't picked up. Yeah. Like, I'm shocked. And not that it, not that body weight should matter. Like no, most no. actually eating disorders are not even about having a low body weight. But I was very like, yeah. I was malnourished and I was yeah. like in a quote unquote underweight, you know, BMI yeah. category. And no, wasn't really taken very seriously. It's so, so sad. I didn't, even, didn't have a period for a while, a yeah. long while. And I, I feel just, like just, you know, just under the rug, yeah. you have IBS. And I'm like, I'm telling you, I don't have a period. Yeah. <laughs> like, like there's a lot of warning signs that yeah. are being missed. And I think it's almost celebrated to like not eat much and yeah. to be thin. Well, it is oh, not yeah. almost, it is very celebrated in yeah. our society. And these are things that can lead to like really detrimental yeah issues. and like i know that you're are you veg you're vegetarian or you have seafood yeah i'm starting a bit of fish starting yeah. eating yeah. yeah yeah well i had my i did have my vegan stage i believe yeah same which is fine we'd had our vegan stages i was vego for like maybe six years and then started introducing fish for a few years and now yeah, i kind of just like, like eat everything because that's what i feel like at the moment mm, it's what works for me and I still like love plant foods. Yeah. And I don't know. I think I just realized that my reason for restricting like meat and chicken and stuff, there wasn't, there wasn't really a reason for it anymore. Yeah. Like I was like, why, like, why am I doing this? Yeah. Like it smells good. I'm at home. I'm living at home with my family. I want to eat it sometimes. And like, that's fine. And I think it was rooted in, I felt like I had to commit to that identity I had for myself. Cause I'm like, oh no, but what are people going to think? Like, yeah, you know, I've been veggie for this long it's, you know, are they going to think I don't care about the environment or animals? And I was like, no, I do. I can, you can do so many other things and mm. change your diet. Like, 
It's a tough one though. Like once you have that awareness, you it's put hard. this unrealistic expectation on yourself. But mm. a lot of people live in oblivion and that's fine. Yeah. Like you don't... We're, just, we're, we're empathetic though. Yeah. But I think like even just doing it for a, an amount of time or being mostly plant Yeah, you can be mindful. Is a great way to be. Like yeah. I know, and it, it comes down to the perfectionism as well. Yeah. Like it doesn't have to be this all or nothing mindset. And that's why I hate food labels in general. Yeah. Because it's like, why, why do we always feel the need to categorize things as humans? Yeah, exactly. And I think that's what I actually find that I, a lot of the time I'm craving a lot of those like, say, vegan foods that I once would only allow myself to eat now yeah. because like my, I don't, there's no label. I'm just like, oh, I eat everything. Yeah. So I tend to like not really eat meat and chicken as much as I thought I would anyway. At the beginning, I like had it now and then. And at the moment, I'm just kind of like. I'll eat what's available to me and I don't I don't have like a craving like I want to try it or anything because mm. it's not like a novelty anymore. Yeah. It's like I can eat yeah. it. It's yeah. allowed. It's there. Yeah. yeah. Once you remove it from that pedestal, it just doesn't hold yeah. as much gravity. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, I feel, feel as though if I lived on my own, I don't I don't know that I could see myself going out to like mm. buy steak to cook. Mm. I think it's a bit different because, you know, I'm living with family, so it's also like a convenience thing. Yeah. Not having to cook a separate meal. Yeah. 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 Like even at my work, like if food is being thrown out, like mm. I know that there'll be people that are vegetarian and they'll just like eat the food, if, even yeah. if it's chicken. Like I think if we're so all or nothing, we sort of miss the big picture and that of is course. like sustainability and also like putting yourself first. And I think if you've come from yeah. a disordered eating background, yeah. you do need to have that compassion to yourself yeah. before you can extend that to animals the environment of course like it's a it's a beautiful great notion to have but like sometimes is not very productive yeah Yeah, of course and so many ways that you can like if it's for environmental reasons there's so many other things you can do yeah like Like, i've been like riding my bike to my local cafe instead of driving and i'm like that's "That's already one little thing (laughs) you know yeah that's one sustainable thing composting oh you know (laughs) keep going give me more (laughs) No, the bike riding is great. I actually have decided this week I hate driving. Mm, Interesting. So you're going to PTV? Such a waste of time. Yeah. I'm a huge PTV advocate. Yeah. Driving? Not Melbourne. But our PTV isn't great. It could be improved. I don't mind the metro. I'm not going to lie. It's okay. But then you go out to like the suburbs and it's not great. Like I'm like on the Sandy line and in Southeast, I wouldn't say that it's great. Sometimes a train comes every 20 minutes at night. Mm. It's It's annoying. annoying. Yeah. But at least you get to do things while you're transiting. That's That's true. I'm very much like reading or listening to a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Like if I'm just sitting in the car, Mm. I'm just like, this is such a waste of my time. I'm so, yeah. it's yeah. infuriating. And when you're not moving, yeah, because that's just Melbourne. So going on from what I was saying before, I, in about like year 12, I, my sister actually helped me start an Instagram page called So Foodie, which I still have today, which is crazy. So she named it and everything helped me, like encouraged me to start. At this point, I was just sharing my, my vegan smoothie bowls. Um, so unfortunately I was part of that toxic diet culture that I'm not very proud of, but you know, you live and you learn. And I think that going through all of that really enabled me to gain more compassion in this field to 
want to like support people to hopefully Mm. actually be heard and listened to and not have to get to the point where say they don't have a period or Mm. you know they're being told that it's just IBS Mm. like actually getting to the root cause of things Mm. so I think that although it it isn't like pretty and it's not enjoyable when you're going through it I think that I gain a lot of strength from that to support people yeah and it's a great page it's a beautiful platform it's just a stunning energy everyone should go and follow so foodie and eat with cast very wholesome content just plugging ourselves here i think that maybe we've had experiences with the healthcare system where we weren't listened to fully or maybe weren't maybe we were listened to but not they didn't comprehend what we were saying yeah so i think like a big mission for me is to just give people a platform and you're the same like even just in conversations with you that's what we're trying to do out here just two girls Doing our best. So I feel like we've kind of shared a bit about our stories, our backgrounds with food, eating, health. So I might ask you how, why you chose dietetics or nutrition or like how you got into studying that after year 12. I don't even know. I reckon I probably wanted to be a naturopath at the start. Yeah. <laughs> okay, great. Cool. <laughs> um, I still like... Look, parts of it. Alternative medicine is fascinating. No, I think what is hard is that there are so many side effects and other yeah. things that come with Western medicine that sometimes it's really hard to yeah. believe in it so strongly yeah. all the time because it's mm-hmm. like you like I always think like what did they used to do back in the day? Like they had skin conditions or like mm. a rash and like they would use like I don't know, make just things from the earth yeah, and to be able to heal themselves. But They also lived till they were 40. <laughs> yeah, yes. yes, and also what I was going to say is they also didn't have any of the, like, environmental stimuli, yeah. like Wi-Fi and internet and, like, all this crazy culture like, yeah. that we live in. Like, we have a very built-up society, so. Yeah, that's just a whole nother. Yeah. When you think too deeply about mm-hmm. anything, yeah. Yeah. it's... Well, we can get back on topic. <laughs> yes, I was very still very much interested in like alternative um therapies i guess yeah um and i'm pretty sure my stepmom actually was like to me instead of being a nutritionist or a naturopath why don't you just shoot higher and be a dietitian yeah and i was like oh okay i guess so i went a bit of a roundabout way and like didn't study the right subjects because you have to do quite a strict um like amount of prerequisite subjects which are like biochem and so I really drew out my university process. Mm. The girl took seven years, I think. <laughs> it took a long time. It's meant to take five and a half. I think no, if you five. do it, no, no, I actually think, think if you do just the three year undergrad, not about not a double degree. Yeah. Like if you just do the nutrition and dietetics, it's four and a half. Yeah, okay. Well well that's with Deacon. Because the other yes, courses the are other two like Monash and other years would be it. would let's be about round five. It to five. So yeah, I feel like it's five. Like, like we, we didn't, didn't graduate till nearly the end of the year. Yeah. It is five. <laughs> so it took a long time, but we got there. And then, am I glad? <laughs> I think so. It's, it's a bit. It's of a hard rough to tell right industry, now. I think to, to get, get into. into. Yeah, but what made yeah. you want to study? Um, I guess like my Greek background, always been a foodie. Yeah. Love cooking, love recipes, and then. Didn't really know what I wanted to do after year 12. I want, I think I'm just, I was one of those kids who just like kind of wants to do everything. Mm. Like love, I want to be an archaeologist, like so many different <laughs> things. And I think I just kind of picked nutrition because I was like, oh, like the degree sounds cool. And then I don't know what I can do 
like I, and I'm sure I can do something else after mm. to like kind of it was more I was like oh, it's still general enough that I could do like public health or something else afterwards yeah. and I did want to do naturopathy but I didn't want to box myself in with that because it was just so much practical learning as well mm. and like nothing was online it was pretty full on yeah and yeah I think I also beginning of like in my undergrad I was still struggling with eating stuff so I think that maybe that mm. also like it was kind of like wanting to heal myself yeah. through study too and then after like about two years I kind of just it, it was kind of helpful because mm-hmm. I learned so much about nutrition and food like how to fuel my body better mm-hmm. and then dietetics just I traveled for a bit went to Europe didn't know what I wanted to do yeah I was like what is this nutrition degree yeah. like I feel like I've literally out of year 12 yeah. with a degree there's not much to do with it I don't think when you're that age and you can't see like different career yeah. paths it's like uni just kind of shows you one way yeah 100% and, yeah and then I ended up doing getting into dietetics yeah, yeah I wasn't sure still even halfway through dietetics like if it was the right thing oh, and even now I've I'm had like, many oh chat. like what am I doing we've but- had many a chats about this yeah. but I think that our passion still lives with like we love helping people we love food we do care about like nutrition and health and like looking after yourself so I think it makes sense yeah, when you say it like that yeah. yeah but you can get in your head and be like what am I doing like should I go back to uni and do something yeah. different like yeah well sometimes I'm just like I'm a bit done with this should I just like go get a corporate oh, job oh yeah tell me you know <laughs> we're, we're really not selling it <laughs> But yeah, yeah we have study. pretty much just graduated, so you know we'll get there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we're still exhausted from study, so we're stuck mm. in like uni mindset. Once we like get, once we're in our dream dietitian jobs, but yeah, I think it's you mentioned like you had your own things going on, and then you yeah. like wanted to. I feel like that's a huge part of it. Like you end up doing a lot of your own research, and yeah. then you're like, it's always the way. Like psychologists have like trauma. Yeah, well, before we have eating trauma. <laughs> exactly. And before going into dietetics, I was like strictly knew that I wanted to help people who like went through what I went through so that they didn't have to go through it alone or yeah. be a health professional who didn't understand. Yeah. You can sympathize, but like you can't empathize unless you've actually gone through it. Yeah. Yeah. So, or had someone like close to you. Yeah. Or like experienced it kind of firsthand. Yeah. Like I know like my mom's in a larger body and like I. Yeah can empathize so much with weight stigma yeah. and I, I see feel the same it. way with living with my dad yeah, yeah like I just see it but like I just it's so awful and I think people have this perception of people in larger bodies that they just are eating all day of course and I know yeah. for a fact that she like yeah, survives burgers for breakfast off. lunch and dinner and yeah. it's ridiculous but like she yeah. just survives off like she has like three coffees a day and like barely oh, eats so sad like it's the stigma is just awful yeah, yeah. And our society is still like so rooted in fat phobia, like yeah. tragic. Yeah, we don't, and they, it, these are like impl- like biases that we don't even realize we have. Like, I think people don't take the time to reflect on like, why do you think that like people in larger bodies sit around and eat burgers mm. all day? Like, is that an actual rational thing? Yeah. That, and also, do you think that they want to be in a larger body? Because I can assure you that most probably don't. Yeah. And they have dieted before, and they have tried to get out of it. But yeah. it's just not that easy. It's hard. I remember when I was at in primary school, a girl in my class actually just flat out asked me if my dad had diabetes. Oh my god! Because he's in 
he was in a larger body than he's always been in a larger body, but he was larger at that age in my life yeah. as well. So I think she just, you know, being a kid just yeah, spoke her no mind. Reason. And I was kind of like, maybe my old uncle is diabetes, <laughs> like or my grandpa or something. And I was like, no, my dad doesn't have diabetes. And I think I just remember saying like, he actually eats really healthy. Yeah. Like a very balanced diet. Yeah. Oh, I've, so actually, that was yeah that was that really is stuck with me literally grade five that ki- that kid said it to me and she, yeah. she was actually a lovely person just had no idea this is why we must educate ourselves and our young young people yeah <laughs> and the youth but i actually have a bit of a horror story i don't know oh, if yeah. i've told you this my primary school was like really tiny yeah and there was probably like six girls in my year level and we were in like grade five so like already just feeling like yeah you know starting to feel pretty crap about ourselves and all that so sad so sad sad. like I look at it like grade five now I'm like oh my god you're so cute like you're perfect you know anyway our teacher for maths class got us to all weigh ourselves (gasps) yeah and this is the kicker numbers three kilograms so bad and she put us on a scale like on a on like a what's on that? a scale from like like who's the heaviest lightest to, to heaviest, yeah. And we like drew a little picture of ourselves and put our weight on the bottom. And there was a, a kid in my class who was like a lot bigger than everyone else, and oh it my was gosh. actually oh traumatizing no. to see. Wait, how old are you? What's grade five? Like I think like, I would have been like ten. 11 or something. Yeah. <gasps> and it was actually traumatizing to see like him as the outlier and like just oh. the shame and embarrassment. Also, like, also, also you're, encu- how, how also, you, you're literally encouraging idea. bullying. It's, it was so wrong. It was awful. I don't know how that teacher is even allowed to teach. Oh, I, you can, t- my dad can attest to how much I complained about that lady. I will know. Wow. <laughs> but. Oh, and so see bad. how that sticks with you though. Like, and like, when you're younger, yeah. you just remember that stuff. You're like a sponge. Even that long ago, like this is like 10 years ago. And this stuff would probably still happen. Like, I I Mm. just like to think it happened a lot less, but I'm sure it still does. Yeah. And things like that. Like, I even, like, like, I was, like, a chubby kid. And, like, I remember I was op shopping with my mum. Yeah. And I um, was, like, going through the racks and the op shop assistant, he was, like, this old dude, was helping another young girl. And she goes, oh, I don't know what size I would be. And then he looks up from his glasses and looks at me. (gasps) And he was like, well, you wouldn't be as big as her. And then keeps helping her. And I was like, actually, so, like, I was shook. I was just a baby. I was like six. I reckon I would have been like six or like seven or eight. And I like got back in the car and I like cried to my mum about it. She was actually really good about it um, from memory, like. I know, and I was like little, little like grade one. Yeah, and now I'm like such a fierce bitch. If I'm allowed to swear, (laughs) swear on this, but like now I'm like I would never ever listen to an old white man comment on my body. Like I feel like this sort of stuff just drives my like. Mm. I'm so passionate about this. Yeah, like advocating for people. Yeah, like I just. What gives him the right? Also, he okay. Also, who to are point you, fingers? Who he was in a you? he was in a larger body. Like if we're going, so it's go obviously there, projecting insecurities yeah, onto projecting. a six year old. <laughs> what the hell, man? I know it's it's. I actually don't know like how to follow that up. That's just a lot to process. These things happen. 
And then you like don't think about it at the time. And then you look back and you're like, you reflect as an adult and you're like, oh, no wonder I was a little bit. Yeah. Like that was really bad. Or even just like, no wonder I had issues with food. Yeah. Even just like being brought up in like the whole like diet culture of like our mum's generation. Yeah. And that just sort of filters down to us subtly. Yeah, Atkins and all that Atkins, stuff as well. Weight Watchers, yeah. just the constant. Jenny Craig. Yeah. And constant like picking at I did actually go to Weight Watchers with I've Dad. Been to, I've been to one I've, too. I've been to Weight Watchers with Dad. What's up with public weighing? And, do still do and, I, and now talking about it with him, he's all like, why did I go there? Because like I've studied dietetics. Yeah. And he's like, I should have gone to an actual dietitian if I wanted to talk about my health. Yeah. Because he had high blood pressure and things. And I'm like, why are you going to basically a salesperson? Yeah. Well, it, that's what it is. It's just a, it's just multi-level marketing. And I remember thinking like, my dad's not going to eat this. We eat good food. Yeah. And I'm just sitting there listening like, what? You're going to make him eat a bland salad with no with a teaspoon of oil? Yeah. What is that? It's not living. Deprivation. And this is why like you can't just use a metric like your weight mm. to imply health. Like your dad eats a healthy diet like you would eat like a mediterranean style yeah. diet and then you go to weight watchers and they're telling you to have i don't know like low sugar things and like yeah artificially sweetened and like whatever and, and also, also half the things, things that were encouraging are actually more processed because they're specific bars yeah. and yeah because they low, have all their branded like things. things but it's like the foods that he eats are like whole nuts and yeah you know he would and you know they'd be like oh they're too high in fat and it's like yeah but then what are the ingredients like mm. four three two one mean on the back of the bar yeah yeah like, like is that even a food group like <laughs> i know it's insane ridiculous makes me mad also makes me realize we're doing the right thing i yeah. think Definitely. when we speak about it yeah, yeah. very passionate yeah that's yeah. getting a bit feisty it's great after we have existential crisis about what is life what yeah. are we doing? But that's just your 20s, am I right? Like, yeah, what you... it is. It is. Wait, talking about existential crisis. Okay, we should share a bit of, like a bonding story. Oh, yeah. I know the one you're going to say. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> if you've listened to Japan podcast, you know who Jack is, my boyfriend, and we studied together. So he was in the master's degree with Cassie and I. We thought, cool, we're going to go to Wilson's prom with my brand new tent uh, for a few <laughs> yeah. days. I was messaging Cassie the week that I that we were heading up to Wilson's prom and she was like, oh my gosh, you know, my partner Matt and I are going as well. And I was like, what? That's so weird. And yeah. they ended up actually being across the road. So they were our camping neighbours. Yeah, but we had no reception. So like we didn't actually, we, didn't know. we knew we were both going to be there at the same time, but yeah. we couldn't actually. We knew the days, like one or two days might overlap, but I had no reception. Yeah. And then yeah. I just remember... <laughs> I was watching you guys from the campsite. I was like, when do I pr- when do I get over on the prowl? Let's get to the trauma. So I've got a brand new tent. Got it on sale. It's a Coleman. So I was really, mm, really nice excited. tent. Real nice so tent. So nice. And it's all set up. First night goes so well. Second night, so well. And then our little friend decides Hang on. to ruin Before. it. To what? 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 Wait, you got to set the scene. Okay. All right. Go we're ahead. we're we're All like right. Ariana Jack, come over, have some beers with us, play Scrabble. Were we playing Scrabble? I don't know. Or we were just chatting. So this is like, like I think the third night that I'd been there. So the first few nights, chill, no, no issues, fine. fine. Matt and Cassie rock up. Big signs, by the way. No food. Do not no, keep no food in drinks, your tent. No foods in the tent. And we had pretty much everything in the car, but we went on a hike that day mm. and left. I think it was like pea snaps yep. and an apple. 
zipped in my backpack. Mm -hmm. Completely forgot about it. Didn't put the backpack in the car. So we, we're just like having beers, enjoying our life. And we hear this group of like older people sort of laughing and screaming. And we're like, what the heck? This commotion's happening over near Ariana's tent. We're like, what are they laughing at? Like the tent's gorgeous. Are they like, this is, yes, weird energy. I was like kind of intimidated. I'm like, what are you doing right in my store? Right near the tent. But then we heard commotion like in the tent and also like the tent was kind of shaking. <laughs> yes. So basically we go over. Go investigate. And we see this, I would say, how many kilos was it? Oh. Like a 10 kilo, like a. She was a big, like big girl. Like a 10 kilo wombat. They breed them big out there. Massive wombat. Out, but not through the door that was open. No, straight through the tent. Yeah, the tent. Yeah, and just like scudders away. Mm-hmm. We start looking at the tent. Oh my! Oh, gosh. we didn't need to look, hun. <laughs> no, 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 you open your nostrils, <laughs> and you you could smell it. Pooed <laughs> everywhere. It pooed so, no, everywhere. It, no, worse than the poo. It oh, the piss. The piss. No, forgot. and it also so it jumped in. I think from the left side, ripping the tent. Yeah. Then it made like scratch marks mm. all throughout the back where it pooed, pissed everywhere. Mm-hmm. It basically just went in there, went absolutely mad, frantic. Found the apple, bit mm. it, left it there, ate all the pea snaps. Like yeah. use its little claws yeah. to rip it open. And then, yeah, I think it jumped in and out multiple times. Yeah. So that was really traumatizing yeah. for Ariana. It was. Thing. And then you had one more night, didn't you? And you were like, nah, I'm just going to pack up and go. Like, they no, could not have slept in that tent. No, we it couldn't. Stunk. No, it was. We couldn't sleep. We had to drive three hours home mm. at like 11 p.m. But God bless the boyfriends. They just got in there. So we were good. having a bit of a conniption. We decided. No, I didn't. <laughs> I don't. Th- I did help like pack the car and do yeah. stuff that had to be done. But I was kind of just like, oh yeah. my gosh, like it was my a bit of a new tent. Fight, like, what's going flight on? Or freeze. I think you were in freeze mode. But like laughing also, hysterically. Like, you, like you kind of romanticized. Like I'd never been camping with Jack before. So I was so excited yeah. to have a good time. And I got a brand new tent. And yeah. we're like, this is going to be so fun. And it was going so well. And we we're getting along. And then we're like, Cassie's here. And then, yeah, no. Yeah. Bummer. So yeah, we had to drive home with all the windows down. Yeah. Middle of the night. Because it just smelt like piss and poop. We used so many plastic bags. too, And it was really funny like that. The group of old people that yeah. were there, just, yeah. just just grey nomads, they were just vibing and they yeah. were like finding it so funny. I mean, it, it is hilarious upon reflection, but also this is 10pm at night and the tent smells like possum piss. There no. was a lot of Wombat commotion. Piss. It was they a were lot. like, are you guys okay? Do you they want a tea? I'm over, like, yeah, do I want a tea? Cups of tea. Like, like was... get a bag and help us put the shit in the bag. They, they really just wanted to come have a sticky beak. Yeah. That's yeah. what they wanted. They wanted to say they didn't want to the, help. You know the extent of the rips and the disgusting smell. It makes for a great story, though. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and we're actually going camping again in December. Oh, fun! So, so are we. So where are you going? Oh. <laughs> like always Apollos. do the Bay Way. Oh, okay. We're up in New South. Okay. Or right. like Queensland, New South Wales. Oh, nice. And no wombats. I will not. No, you're not. I'm going actually there not again. camping at Wilson's Prime oh, again. I, but it's I, beautiful. I can't. I will come with you in the caravan. Yeah. See, I had a camper van, so camper van. I, yeah, I'm, I'm very blessed. No, I'm not. Poor you don't, that tent. was bad. Also, like, the tent, we had to come the next day and fully, 
like hose mm. it down with the highest amount of pressure you can imagine. Yeah. I think maybe like six or seven times. Yeah. Then with buckets of hot water. It was like cleaner than when yeah. we got it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it still has all the rips and we haven't actually fixed those yet. And I don't know how much like the special tape or little patches are actually going to help. Like, especially when it's cold, like, I don't know how well it's going to work. We'll have to work it out. But it's just annoying that it's brand new. Well, if an animal wants to get in there, it's it's going to find its way in. I know. I mean, exhibit A with the wombat. So, and it's never not seen use a wombat that big in my life. <laughs> never leave that food in that tent. Never. Never again. Not even a water bottle was staying in there. I just think we had a really instrumental role in um, not doing anything. <laughs> after that and just um sort of palming that off so shout out to matt and jack thank you so much um not not a shout out to those ladies offering us tea no i don't know i do not want you guys were so patient and calm and collected well i was just like looking at cassie like i'm gonna sob yeah and i was actually i thought i was all fine because i was in shock but the next day when jack was like oh like how are you feeling like you seem really like tired and quiet and i just crying I'm like, yeah it's my brand new tent and it's, it's ruined <laughs> it's sad upon reflection i'm like you know what funny story we'll yeah. never forget it it's pretty iconic yeah it's good anyway i feel like we've been chatting for ages yeah. so make sure to head over to eat with cass and so foodie and car.chats on instagram Follow for nutrition content and also finding out more about when this episode is going to pop up. Thanks for having me. Great fun. You're so welcome. Someone should pay us to do this. Yeah. If anyone wants to sponsor a child, (laughs) let us know. Sponsor a 25-year-old who's lost and confused about their career and life. Yeah. Thanks for listening to our little journeys. Thanks for listening. Right.